Well, welcome to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're delighted that you've joined us today. We are taking your calls. The number to join us live on the air is one eight seven seven end time It's 877-363-8463. Is Biden undermining Israel's sovereignty? That's what we're talking about today. There's some interesting stories out about uh, this very real possibility, and we'll get to that here in a bit. I do want to remind you that this coming weekend is our online prophecy weekend because one week from today is election day. If you didn't realize that until just now, uh, you need to get with it. There's a lot of work for you to do to figure out who to vote for in your area. This is something that you should do prayerfully. We're not going to tell you the names of people you should vote for. The best that we're able to do is teach you biblical principles, and then uh, you figure out the candidate in your area that best represents uh, your perspective of that. And so be in prayer about that. We felt like this election was such a big deal that we needed to devote a weekend to talking about topics that are connected to it. And so that is why we're doing the Online Prophecy Weekend. You can learn more about that at endtime.com slash OPW. Endtime.com slash OPW. The details are there as far as the schedule goes. This will be live stream on End of the Age Plus only. This will not be streamed on social media anywhere. It will not be available later on social media anywhere. It's exclusive to End of the Age Plus, and that's largely in part because we're talking about content on those shows, and we're even playing clips of things um, that would get us censored on social media. In fact, it might get our account shut down, and so we're not even going to play with it. You got to be an Into the Age Plus subscriber. Go to in, uh, go to endtime.com slash opw to learn more about the online prophecy weekend. Doug, I think your session is on will America destroy herself. Is that accurate? Yes, that's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. I'm talking about um, the uh, the Christian vote essentially, and whether or not it matters. Dave is talking about the Great Reset from a World War III perspective, so that ought to be interesting. Wow. Nice. Um, and then we have a session where we are going to take topics that are submitted by the viewers um, at endtime.com slash OPW, and um, we're going to answer questions and talk about things that are shared there. And so I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait to see how people feel about it and see if we yeah. do more of these. You, um, You, Dave, and I... I believe, aside from a show here or there, when we first started doing Into the Age, mm-hmm. that will be our first time to do a one-hour session together or so yeah. like that. So right. we'll see how it goes. We'll see what people I, think. I think it'll be fun, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, we like to hear back from people, too, so it's it's nice to get their questions and be able to go and sit down and talk about their questions. So I think it'll be great. I think everybody will enjoy it. Well, we're getting questions all over um, the spectrum, really. Yeah. Uh, everything from, is Trump in Bible prophecy? I've seen that question come through. <laughs> um, you know, how do I vote? How do I tell my family um, that votes in one particular party uh, that that's a bad idea because of what Bible prophecy says? Um, yeah. You know, and the list goes on. I mean, there's literally... There's not one theme. There are questions from all over the place. And so yeah. um, we've received questions as far as New Zealand, I believe, and nice. even here in Dallas. So really excited to 
go through that and share that. Uh, the great session. thing about our listeners is they are very well educated and they understand prophecy and keep up with things. So their questions are always good questions. Indeed. Yeah. Well, we hope you're able to join us. Again, it's for End of the Age Plus subscribers exclusively. Go to endtime.com slash OPW to learn more. If you're already a subscriber, you'll get notified via email or however you have notifications turned on uh, when that session goes live. And so looking forward to it. Again, you can join us today on the air by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, what in the world is going on with this Biden undermining Israel's sovereignty? It's kind of bad timing for the pro-Israel group considering we have elections next week. <laughs> yeah. and is you know, I'd, even a true story? Yes, it's definitely a true story. Um, if you remember back in May, remember when we did the uh, the story about Biden wanting us to give up our sovereignty to the WHO. You remember that? This yes. is a guy who is very much a one-worlder, and he believes in one-world policies, and he believes in uh, what the UN believes. So that whole thing back in May, remember he was trying to get all of the nations to give up their sovereignty to the WHO, and then that way the WHO, the the World Health Organization, which is tied to the UN, could then say, hey, you know, we believe your nation needs to be shut down for this epidemic or this situation or whatever, whatever they deemed, you know, was just for that, for shutting us down or anything like that. So he wanted to do that. That got messed up at that time. But now we're looking at this story where um, he's been in contact with uh, the Palestinian Authority all throughout his um, all throughout his presidency. And so now this story has come out that uh, he has been undermining what uh, the former administration put in place when they said that Israel's uh, capital was Jerusalem and that it was her undivided capital and it was her eternal capital. Uh, Now uh, Joe Biden and his administration have come in and begin to do things behind the scenes and that's what this article was about. It actually came out a couple days ago, uh, but it's kind of a big deal when you read this because... We know what Bible prophecy says about the future of America's relationship with Israel. In Revelation 12 uh, and 14, it says that the two wings of the great eagle are given to the woman that uh, we help her, nourish her during a time of the great tribulation, the time times and the dividing of time. And so uh, we know where we stand as the eagle and America and what we see in Bible prophecy. However... This administration is doing all it can to put the brakes on that, I believe. I mean, is there really a chance that they would withdraw what happened with the the, is the embassy in Jerusalem and Jerusalem being Israel's capital? Is that really a legit possibility that the Biden administration could do something like that? So I would think that after this next Tuesday, after the election... If things go either according to their plan or maybe not according to the plan, that we could see something like that happen. I mean, once they know that uh, the voters have made their decision and in, in which either way the election goes, we could see him do something like that to try to uh, get the Palestinians back to uh, maybe the negotiating table for um, a peace treaty or something there, you know, trying to build that back. But remember, the, the Trump administration took that off 
the table, Vince, because they said that's the one thing that was disputed the most. And they said, okay, we're just going to take that off and say, look, this is Israel. It belongs to Israel. So now we've got this news. So they may not quite, like right now they're not doing it out in front, but there's some stuff happening behind the scenes that we're going to look at that's becoming public here that might surprise some folks. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Deagle here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to join us today. We're talking about... Uh, what the Biden administration is doing in regards to Israel. Did I did say Biden? Accidental. <laughs> did not mean to do that. Uh, the Biden, the Biden yeah. uh, administration um, is doing behind the scenes to potentially undermine Israel's sovereignty. That's what we are discussing today. Um, we are going to get to your calls, so join us at 877-END-TIME. Also, don't forget to hit share, hit the heart icon, comment. Let us know where you're watching from or what you think about this particular topic. We'd love to hear from you. And your interaction in those regards help get the message out to your friends and family. So be sure to do that right now if you haven't already. Um, <laughs> oh, also, Biden might not be that far from wrong. Well, it is uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to go to endtime.com slash OPW as well to join us this weekend for exclusive content uh, on the online Prophecy Weekend for End of the Age Plus subscribers. All right. Could be Joe Obama. Well. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I digress. We're getting deep here. I'm sorry. Um, all right, somebody said Vince pulled the no funny, uh, but we really should move on. Uh, <laughs> the story, Doug, are you wanting to dive right into that? Do you have any um, anything you want to preface this information with? 
No, let's dive right into it, and then we'll talk about stuff. All right. The story's <laughs> from freebeacon.com. Yeah. It says a legal advocacy group says the Biden administration is violating U.S. law by funneling more than half a billion dollars to the Palestinian government and is demanding the administration release a slew of internal documents that the group believes will reveal an illegal effort to undermine Israeli sovereignty over Jerusalem, according to a copy of the Freedom of Information Act request that was provided. So this is uh, legal documentation that has been filed. Mm -hmm. As far as I understand, anyone can go in and review this document if you know where to go to get it. This story, well, it actually did link to it. So if you go to the freebeacon.com and... uh, and look up this story about the Biden admin probed over illegal efforts, you yeah. will see the direct link to this uh, request, and you can read it for yourself. Uh, but America First Legal is the group of conservative lawyers and activists that are doing this, and um, they sent that this week, and it instructs them to furnish those documents about the U.S. funding for the Palestinian Authority. Now, what's interesting about this, Doug, is that what what's happening was apparently frozen under um, former President Donald Trump, but resumed when President Joe Biden took office. Yeah. Um, the the thing too, Vince, they're talking about half a billion dollars here. You think about all the money that we've pumped into the Ukraine, and not not just money, but equipment, uh, military equipment, and everything else. And now we're. We're finding out that we're turning around. We're giving money to a, a terrorist organization. I mean, the Palestinian Authority is in cahoots with Hamas and other um, terrorist organizations. That they pay terrorists to go out and and blow stuff up and kill people, and sometimes blow themselves up. So he's he's funneling money to a a known uh, Palestinian authority that a boss is connected to Hamas. And to Hezbollah, uh, which is a direct connection to Iran. So, I mean, all this money that we're channeling in there, what do you think this money's going and what efforts do you think the money's going toward? So, I'm, I'm going to calm down a little bit and let you finish. I'm sorry, I get a little, you know, jazzed up about that stuff, but it just, uh, you know. We'll start jazzercising, though. No, sir. So, you go ahead and finish the article so I'll be quiet, won't get in trouble. Well, well. Uh, go ahead. Um, you know, people say I throw you under the bus, and it's like <laughs> I don't get that at all. Well, that's because some, sometimes you just kind of save me from myself. But that's that's kind of what we can do right now: save me from myself and hit that article some more. And likewise. <laughs> but before we go down any further, Doug, I would like to ask you a question. I would like to throw you under the bus. <laughs> throw me. Uh, um, how surprised are you by this information? Because you know we've talked on this show that you know there's people that obviously do not like President Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot that they don't like about him. Some people think he's evil. Some people don't. We don't need to get into that necessarily. But um, in regards to what we have known about for his support of Israel, Mm -hmm. it actually seemed good from everything we knew. Yeah. And so now this information comes out. So how surprising is that to you? I have to be honest with you, Vince. It doesn't so. it doesn't surprise me a, a lot uh, because of the fact that he has the Biden administration. Not just I won't just say Joe Biden, but the Biden administration has tried to undo everything that the Trump administration had done. So when we see that um, when when Trump had the embassy moved to Jerusalem and declared that Jerusalem was uh, the uncontested capital of Israel. 
you know, which we got excited about at the time because it goes along with what the Bible says and what Scripture tells us. And so um, I think the Lord said over 36 different times in the Bible, in the Old Testament, I will write my name there or I will put my name there in Jerusalem. We've even shown you how um, the, the different valleys that run up to the Temple Mount actually make the the sign of what is called the Shem, which is um, the... Uh, it's the letter for God it, that means God. And so it's, it's interesting that it's even there in the uh, topographical uh, make of the Temple Mount in that area there. But it, it doesn't really surprise me that Joe Biden has done this because, like I said, he is very much a globalist and he thinks like a globalist. And what has he tried to do here, uh, Vince, with our open border policies and the things that he's allowed to happen in this country? Uh, he He doesn't think that it's a big deal for these two. Uh, they're really enemies, if you think about it. I mean, they, they don't like each other very much. And he's saying that they've got to share a capital. And it's a capital where already this Temple Mount situation is something that's a bowling point between uh, Arabs and Israelis and Arabs and Christians. And it's a bowling point already there, you know. And we know that this is where the Battle of Armageddon is going uh, to take place. So, to me, to see a one-worlder, a leader that is a one-worlder, do something like this and, and try to sweep it under the rug and, and pretend like it's not happening, it doesn't surprise me. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this matter. Does it surprise you? Give us a call, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. The article goes on to say, Doug, that the legal group suspects that a portion of this taxpayer aid is being used to support Palestinian-led projects in Jerusalem that could undermine Israel's control of its capital city. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, Doug? Can you give us a translation, please? Well, I mean, anytime that... So when it's talking about taxpayer aid, I mean, our monies that we're paying is going into this to aid the Palestinian-led projects. Um, and when it talks about undermining Israel's control of the capital city, I mean, that's anything that they can do to put up a resistance against Israel having this capital. Um, and the thing about it is there's been many times here, I remember Vince, shortly after 9-11 where uh, we found out that there were actually businesses set up here locally in this city that we're in right now uh, where they were strategically getting money and they were using the money to channel to terrorists there in, uh, in Palestine. At, at the time when 9-11 happened, I worked right across the street from one of the biggest uh, mosques in the area. And I remember when the FBI raided that mosque one morning when uh, I had some guys that uh, I was helping load some trucks and getting ready to send them out for the day. And as we're sitting there working on the dock, all these black SUV sedans pull up in front of this mosque and guys jump out with M16s and run inside there and they arrest a bunch of people. Well, they found out that there was a group here uh, that was um, Palestinian led, that they were actually getting money and funneling money to the terrorists through this organization. And the FBI actually at that time shut that organization down. Well, now we've got the president of the United States is being accused of doing the same thing here. It's it's kind of the same thing that they're doing. Uh, but anything that they can do to, to stop Israel from having 
authority over Jerusalem and saying this is our capital. That's what they're trying to do. And that's also kind of a worldview on it because uh, the UN looks at Israel as, you know, a disputed territory. And, and so we know that the settlements, you know, as far as the UN's concerned, that they're illegally occupying those settlements. This is off topic, but it's so interesting because Trump's peace plan mm-hmm. um, did not pass, did not get finalized um, with the the plan that we saw. With the the they, they identified four of the five things that the peace treaty will have mm-hmm. that the Bible talks about. It's interesting because the way we had a map that we showed here in I think it was 2019, 2020, something like that. Yeah, and it showed the map that. Jared Kushner and the Trump administration had prepared mm-hmm. for the presentation of this peace plan, and this map um, provided intricate detail of what the Jerusalem, the, the Israel territory would be, and the Palestinian territory would be, and it looked so much like what the Bible said would be happening mm-hmm. that it was exciting and frightening because it's you know it's like. Oh my word! We are here. Like we yeah. we know, we believe this is going to happen. We know it's coming. Mm-hmm. But when it gets here, and people that have no clue what these prophecies say, they present plans ignorantly, quote unquote, <laughs> and it happens to be what the Bible says is coming. Right. I mean, it gets it gets us exciting, but it didn't happen. Right. But it was close. It was real close. And the Abraham Accords did occur. And, 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 and movements happen. Happened. Yeah, yes. it, it happened toward that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Just the fact that it was a published document mm-hmm. that was on the table for discussion is like, we yeah. know they're talking about it. Yeah. And we know that they feel strongly enough about it to present it as, a, as if it's a legit possibility. Right. And so that's exciting to me from a Jesus is coming back soon standpoint. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and so... I don't know. We, we, we've talked about it a lot lately, but things like this occur, and it helps me to have peace and hope that you know, no matter what comes, no matter what develops in our world, um, I can look to the Bible and see what's going on and still feel good that Jesus is on the throne mm-hmm. and that I am doing my best to seek first Him his kingdom is righteousness, and I am, you know, wanting to be his disciple. Right. And so, because of those things, I can have peace, knowing that, you know, all things are going to work together for the good. Amen. And That's so, right. And you know, one of the big things about this, uh, Vince, is that we know that this is what the Battle of Armageddon is going to be over. The Battle of Armageddon, according to Zechariah fourteen, it tells us that it's Jerusalem that they fight over. So a lot of people get confused about, you know, the Battle of Armageddon is going to include all these nations and it's going to be a worldwide conflict. But it's the Battle of Armageddon itself is going to come right down to the the Temple Mount itself. It's going to come right down to where God, Jesus Christ, is going to stand on the Mount of Olives. And he's just going to, when he does that, he's going to cause the earth to separate. There's going to be a huge earthquake and it's going to just rip that area in two as these nations are coming down against Israel and trying to take Jerusalem. And that's what the war is going to be over. So when we see an American president doing things to undermine what the Bible says is going to happen, it's concerning.
concerning. I mean, it's concerning to us as Americans to see that this is going on. It's, it's not the first time it's gone on. Don't get me wrong. It's not just Joe Biden and, and it's just him that's doing it. This is a worldwide, like I said, a worldwide thing that they're trying to do. Uh, and, you know, UNESCO, for instance, uh, the UN Historical Agency, they have tried to debunk the fact that Israel even has uh, a legitimate uh, reason for Mount Moriah being their holiest area. You know, the, the holiest of holies was there. The temple was there. That UNESCO has tried to say that's not true. They've tried to say, no, it was in the city of David and, and trying to resolve these things by taking Israel out of the picture. Well, that's the enemy's plan. That's the devil's plan. And he's using whoever he can to try to push this. But the Bible tells us specifically that Jesus is coming back there. It's where all of the nations are going to gather. They're going to come after Israel. And so, you know, I mean, make no mistake about it. This is going to happen. So um, the thing is, like I said before, Vince, the Lord said, I'll put my name there. He's talking about Jerusalem. So the God of Israel said, I shall put my name there in Jerusalem and it'll be there forever. Well, now, since 1948, we've had the Israeli people come back there. And now, for the first time ever through the Trump administration, we saw those moves going to make Jerusalem a sovereign place for the Israeli people. So now we've got an American president coming and going, well, maybe we could divide that. So On the sly. Yeah, not even telling nobody that we're doing it. We're just going to undermine it, make it under the table here. Well... You know, this article notes how, you know, the Biden administration, while formally upholding the policy, they've moved to open a Palestinian affairs unit in the city, which has fueled concerns that the consulate is working with the Palestinian government to erode Israel's sovereignty over Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not worried about that. We know that's not going to happen. Right. But it's still something that's occurring. Yeah. So it's so fun, Doug, man, to talk about how... This is what's being attempted, right? but we know it's not going to happen. Yeah. So therefore, that means we know that this effort won't be successful for whatever reason may be, but ultimately, um, there's going to be a shift to some degree. Yeah. So stop worrying. Right. You know, we've, I've, I've been reading James a lot. Been, I've read a few of those chapters in devotions this last week, and one particular day might stand out to you, Doug. Uh, we don't have time to get into it. Maybe we'll talk about it on the break where no one else can hear it. Right. <laughs> An exclusive. Um, but, you know, when trying times come our way, uh, that's a great opportunity for us to grow in patience and grow in the Lord. And so keep your head up. Be encouraged. Uh, no matter what comes your way, um, all things work together for the good. And, uh, yeah, we'll be getting to your calls after this break, so give us a call, 877-END-TIME. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Does the information we're talking about surprise you? Uh, I know it did me. Doug said he wasn't surprised, so where do you stand on it? We'd love to hear from you on that. Also, don't forget, go to endtime.com slash OPW. We are hosting an online prophecy weekend this coming Friday and Saturday. It is going to be exclusive to End of the Age Plus subscribers, and you can sign up for a seven-day free trial. So... You don't even have to pay to access this Online Prophecy Weekend. You can actually set up your seven-day free trial, participate in the Online Prophecy Weekend this weekend, and if you hate what you're getting, you can cancel your subscription, no problem. Come for free. Go to endtime.com slash OPW. Sign up for your seven-day free trial. And, um, yeah, we would love for you to join us. There's more details, again, at endtime.com slash OPW, so go check it out. Uh, we are taking your calls. Let's get straight to the phones. You can join us, too, by calling 877-END-TIME. Let's go to Trey in Texas. Trey, welcome to End of the Age. Trey, are you there? We are not hearing Trey. We'll have to put him on hold and try to get that squared away and then bring him back on if we can. Let's go to Stephen in Texas. Stephen, welcome to End of the Age. Yes. Uh, my question is if... if Benjamin Netanyahu gets the went back to Parliament. Won't he undo what Biden's trying to do now? As as far as helping the Palestinians and, and channeling money in there, I don't know if Netanyahu can do anything about that. Um, you know that's gonna that's gonna be a United States president call there to where he's channeling that money in there. But if Netanyahu gets elected back in office, of course, we know Netanyahu is kind of more hardline. He's, he's like a uh, President Trump, and he is not a one-world believer. He believes in the sovereignty of Israel. He believes in uh, Israel needing to stay strong in order to survive. And so if we saw Netanyahu get back in office, we're going to see back uh, you know, to a very... Uh, strong Israel again, kind of the way they were before, where it's going to be a no-nonsense situation. Uh, I, 
we'll just kind of have to wait and see how that's going to turn out. But, you know, he's kind of a bull. And uh, if he gets in there, I imagine he's going to try to change a lot of things that the former administration uh, in, there in Israel uh, tried to set in place. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens there. So, excuse me, so you, so you think it will change what Trump tried to do? I don't think that it'll change that because Netanyahu and and Trump lined up on a lot of things they believed in. But I think that Biden could change what Trump did. Yes, sir. If if like I said, if the elections go the way that they want them to go Tuesday, he could decide to move that embassy because he doesn't have anything to lose at that point. He's got all the backing he'll need if they win uh, the Senate and the House and they have everything going their way. And uh, and he sees that he doesn't have a threat in running for 2024. He could he could go and try to move that embassy back to Tel Aviv like it was before. Uh, but we're you know once again I'm speculating here because we don't know what he's planning on doing. But that's just one of those things that he could do if he knew he had the support behind him. Okay, well, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Stephen. All right, let's go to Trey in Texas. Trey, I think we've got this squared away. Welcome to the show. Trey, are you there? All right, I think we're going to... Hey, Trey, we can hear you now. Okay, yes. But, hey, turn turn your radio off, because all we can hear is the feedback from the show, and uh, that'll allow... Or if you're on speakerphone, take that off. Is this better now? Better. I think so. Okay, but we yes. can still hear the radio, actually. After I talked, I could hear me asking the question after me. So just okay, turn that off, and we should be good to go. Okay, well, I'm out, I'm, I should be out of the radio range now. Okay, uh, can you hear me better? Yes. Okay, uh, I'm calling. Uh, this is the last time I'll be able to call y'all before the election is done, because uh, I've got to work a uh, long week this week, and I'm working on election day. But anyway, I'm calling just to say, uh, all your listeners, please go out and vote for the right people, and that would be the Republicans. Uh, because if the, if the Democrats get control of power, especially in both houses of Congress, and most importantly the Senate, uh, this country is going to be in bad shape. And uh, I'm going to say the Republicans are perfect, and they know have all the answers, but they represent the best best possibility for Bible-believing Christians of all stripes, whether it be Catholic or Protestant. And yes, prayer is very important, but we've got to go out and vote. We've got to do our duty. Uh, I also worked extra hours and made some extra money and gave it to certain candidates in the Senate and in the governorship here in Texas. Uh, I'm, I'm very adamant about doing that. I, I believe totally in voting and also donating. Uh, and plus prayer, all three of those are, are necessary and vital uh, to being successful. The other side, like I told you earlier this summer, uh, they're very angry and upset, and they're full of rage about what happened with Dobbs v. Jackson when abortion got overturned. Uh, the Roe v. Wade decision was overturned. And so there's people in all these big cities, like here even in Dallas, Philadelphia, Chicago, L.A., New York, Washington, D.C., all over, that are adamant about trying to get Democrats in. And I just think for Bible-believing Christians, regardless, uh, Democrats do not represent us. And that, that, that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Thanks for your call, Trey. We appreciate it very much. Good luck on the busy weekend and uh, working on Election Day. We, we appreciate you calling in. Doug, um, that's one of the questions that we got for the Online Prophecy Weekend is, you know, how do we vote? 
and uh, we feel like we addressed that fairly well in the sessions, and hopefully we're able to answer that question as best as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, in our position, we we don't endorse candidates, um, you know, and so we can't do that as an organization mm-hmm. um, legally, as I understand it, according to what <laughs> our lawyers have told us. And some people don't agree with that even, but nonetheless, that's the stance we're taking right now. Right. And uh, maybe that would change one day. But right now we are encouraging people to pray, read their Bible, and vote accordingly. Right. To us, that choice feels extremely obvious, but ob- obviously we know that's not as obvious to other people. And right. we pray and seek the Lord. And yes, go volunteer, go donate, do all those things we are Totally in agreement with that. Anything Absolutely. to add, Doug? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've already voted, so I'll just put it like that. I, You know, that is one of the things that as Americans we have that freedom and that right to do still. I know that there are a lot of people concerned about their vote this time around. Uh, you know, they're worried about that, but you you can't be worried about those things. You know, the Bible tells us that God is in control of setting up kings and taking kings down. We just have to go in there and we have to vote our conscience. And there there is clear, like you said, Vince, to me, there's clear choices. You see the things that are happening in our world right now. You see the things that are happening in our nation right now. They have gotten into our school systems. They have gotten into our churches. They have begun to change the minds of people and, and tell them things uh, like the devil whispered into Eve's ear. They they twist scripture around to try to make it sound like something that it's not. And so we, we've seen this. On this program, we've tried to expose some of those things. Concerned parents that have gone to school boards uh, to try to um, fight back against what their children's being taught in schools have been um, labeled domestic terrorists. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we've got this situation right now in this country that we've never had before where we have um, clearly things that are wrong being called good, evils being called good, goods being called evil. So just go and, and vote your conscience as a Christian knowing what Scripture says is true and right. And when you hear people saying things that are an abomination to God and saying this is good, then you know you know the difference between that because you can discern that. So, Doug, um, what are some deal breakers for you? Like, what are some of those? You don't want to go there. <laughs> so, well, there's some topics that feel like it it makes the choice obvious for me, Doug. And I'll yeah. start if you want me to, but well, I won't if you don't. No, I mean, go ahead, just start abortion. if you want to. Right, abortion. Absolutely. Where you stand on abortion uh, dramatically impacts whether or not I vote for you. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, um, you know, are you for abortion? And that means I won't vote for you. Yeah. Well, and once again, you go back and look at Scripture. In Scripture, God tells us that it's not right, you know, to to murder somebody. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say a whole lot about it, but, yes, I agree with you completely. That's, so, that's just you know, one, choose life. That's what the Scripture says. That's choose one of the life. things for me. And, yeah. And if you're not, um, if you are in favor of abortion, I just there's not much else I can get past. So yeah, 
that's a line for me. Well, and of course, you know, the other one that's kind of a big one to me is all this transgender stuff and, you know, the saying that a, a male can be a female because they have a surgery where they're having parts of their body removed, that's still not going to make you a female uh, and vice versa. I mean, you I know, you weren't and, getting into it. You went way. I know into it. I did. I mean, the Bible says God created man and woman and that he created them to come together in marriage and become one flesh. And so why, you know, they, they leave their father and mother to become one flesh together. They're male and female. Uh, and there's several other scriptures, you know, you can talk about. But anyway, those those are things that, you know, immediately come to mind when I think about, uh, you know, which direction I would I would vote in. Now, uh, a Christian wrestling match that I've had, I believe we wrestle with things as Christians. Yeah. As long as we're alive and serving the Lord, there's going to be things we wrestle with again. Yeah. What am I going to do when both candidates, now again, I realize there's more than two candidates, but there's two main candidates, and you know the third candidate or fourth. There's it's very rare that there is even a possibility that that person gets voted in. So I'm only referencing the two candidates, even though I realize there's more than two. Uh, if both of the two main candidates are in favor of abortion or are in favor of the LGBTQ plus agenda. I don't know how to handle that, Doug. I, I look at other policy. Now, I know, to my knowledge, that hasn't been the case. Yeah. But there are things like that that I feel strongly about that I wrestle with when both candidates... Like, you know, I I really would love our president to be um, a Bible-believing Christian. That's a, that's a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when someone says they believe the Bible or they say that they're a Christian but their lives don't reflect that. Right. You know, I realize there's, you know, they might be on the journey. You know, they might be uh, looking to the Lord. Right. But to be a disciple means a little bit different than going to church on Easter and Christmas. Christmas yeah. Are we supposed to talk about, this is a prophecy show, Doug. We're not supposed to talk about church attendance. Right. But uh, <laughs> that would be like ideal for me if we had a president that that would prioritize God and his people mm-hmm. uh, greater than we have in recent memory for me. Yeah, Of course, so that's a thing that I deal with. It's like, okay, neither candidate might live the way that I would hope they would live. And right. so I do wrestle with things like that. Yeah, And that's why well, it's so important for us to pray, right? to figure out what these people actually believe, Yeah, not just the 30-second commercial that you saw. Uh, that really was against the other person and not telling you what the, the, the person that you might vote for. So it's important for us to, to be engaged. Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and we, we have a voice and we need to get out there and let our voice be heard, uh, you know, next Tuesday. So Absolutely, or do it early. Yeah. That's what I hope to do. Right. It's on the list. I'm just sending my wife locations this morning, so <laughs> hopefully we'll get that done maybe even today. Uh, give us a call, 877-END-TIME. We'd love to hear from you. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Segal here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to get to the calls. But first, I want to remind you again, don't forget to go to endtime.com slash OPW. Um, we are um, having an online prophecy weekend this coming Friday and Saturday. I believe the Friday sessions are at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And the Saturday sessions, I think, are 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Um, but you will need to go to endtime.com slash OPW to get the full details for that event. Also, um, want to note again, this is not going to be on the radio. This is not going to be on television. This is not going to be on any social media sites. It's exclusively available on End of the Age Plus. We're talking about things that would probably get censored, and we're playing clips that we know 100% sure would get our video stopped, get our accounts probably deleted, and so... Um, that's why it's on Into the Age Plus, and it's exclusively available to Into the Age Plus subscribers. And like I said before, you can go sign up today for a seven-day free trial and delete it and cancel it next week if you'd like. That's totally fine. We want you to be a part of the Online Prophecy Weekend, so that seven-day free trial is there for you to access it, um, and you can access it for absolutely free. So check that out. Now, these sessions will be available on demand immediately following the live stream. So if you're not able to join us live, they will be available later on demand on Into the Age Plus. Again, exclusively available to Into the Age Plus subscribers. So go check that out at endtime.com slash OPW. You might want to let everybody know that all of our content's on Into the Age Plus. So if you do sign up for that seven-day free trial, there's so much content on there that you couldn't even watch it in seven days. If you watch 24 hours a day, couldn't do it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of content there, including our daily broadcast. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's worth uh, a look for sure. Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, 21 sessions on that. Yeah. Where Irvin goes chapter by chapter yeah. and uh, explains the book of Revelation. We've got to understand the end time on there, the current revision of that. We even have classes that Dave and I taught through Zoom. That's right. That is on there that you can watch. And, and if you're doing a class yourself, you can see how we teach those classes. That's right. Um, so it, a lot of great, of great stuff. stuff. Yeah. Literally go there. Get You can search it without being a subscriber. Doug. Go there and search some of the subjects. And yeah. there are free videos that you can access without being a subscriber. But obviously, um, End of the Age Plus is a very expensive endeavor, and it costs money to do. And so when you subscribe, you help contribute to that. Most importantly, you help contribute to continue to make this show every single day available for free on the radio, on social media, and on television every week. So um, people that partner with us through End of the Age Plus or through giving at endtime.com slash give, um, you're, you're doing a great deal of helping make this show available for free. And so we thank you so much for your partnership. So be sure to check that out, especially endtime.com slash OPW for this weekend's event uh, four-session series. Um, pretty much focusing on election-related topics, but 
you know how we get. We, we, uh, we kind of cover a lot, so uh, not just election-related topics, and hopefully we um, are able to be a blessing to you and your family as you join us for the Online Prophecy Weekend. Let's get to Susan in Michigan. Susan, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, uh, I watch your show every day. And, Thanks, Susan. Uh, we appreciate it. Fir- this is my first time calling in. Uh, Wonderful. I've just seen that uh, the U.N. is demanding that Israel get rid of their nuclear weapons, and I was wondering what you think about that. Well, it's uh, that's a very good point. And that was also a, another story that we were going to run on today's program if we got a chance to get to it. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things that here's the U.N. again trying to tell Israel what they must do. Now, we have to also uh, tell you that Israel has not ever admitted to having nuclear warheads uh, or that capability. Okay, so uh, Israel's never said that they have anything like that. Now, Israel does have... Uh, those capabilities, we believe, and, and there has been some hints to it before, uh, but you've got to understand, too, the U.N. wants them uh, to uh, declare this and then uh, get rid of these. Well, Israel is, is right in the middle of all of their enemies. I mean, their enemies encircle them, and uh, Israel is a very small nation. It's not very large, uh, and so for her to continue to take care and defend her borders, uh, she would need something as a deterrent to keep people from bombing her. But that's why, you know, they've been uh, so proactive in trying to keep Iran from developing a nuclear warhead. And here the UN wants Israel to give up their capabilities, but they're not saying anything about Iran, which we all know Iran is making advances uh, quicker than, than we even know toward uh, a nuclear warhead or, or nuclear uh, uranium anyway that they can place on warheads. And so, yeah, that was going to be our other uh, story that we talked about because this is, once again, the world government trying to tell Israel what they must do in order to even exist there. And, and the article that we were going to read talks about peace and safety which was one of the things that I wanted to bring up, Vince, was, you know, because we see in First Thessalonians chapter 5 that the, the Scripture says, For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them as travaileth upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. And so they're, t- they're saying things like peace and security to Israel. If you do this, you'll have peace and security. The Bible says that people that are telling Israel this, destruction is going to come on them. And we also know that it appears that the Battle of Armageddon will have some weapons of mass destruction like um, nuclear weapons because Zechariah 14 tells us this in verse 12. It says, And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord shall smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh will be consumed away while they stand on their feet, and their eyes consumed in their holes, and their tongues shall consume away in their mouths. Now, it's kind of speculation there that we're saying this could be nuke, uh, nuclear warheads here because this seems like the effects of, of nuclear radiation, especially if you're close to a blast. But this could just be the wrath of God being poured out on them, and it's, it's doing this exact same effect. But we've always looked at it as you know, the, the last 
uh, ability that Israel has to defend herself before Jesus comes back is going to be pushing those buttons. I think it's called the Samson option is what they've always referred to it Mm -hmm. as. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, Susan, I kind of gave you a lot of information there. I might have gave you a drink from a fire hose. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. Um, You answered my question, and I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for all the work you guys are doing. Well, thank you. We appreciate your call today, Susan. All right, God Doug. Bless. God bless you, Susan. Um, Doug, the reports are in that according to exit polls, okay, mm-hmm. this um, uh, this is not official, but according to exit polls, um, they believe that Benjamin Netanyahu will have a majority uh, on the government side of things. Now, again, I will stress that this is according to exit polls. It is not official yet. Um, so take exit polls for whatever they're worth. They are simply projections based off of people that they've interviewed, and according to that, they are projecting that Benjamin Netanyahu could be the next prime minister of Israel yet again. And so it's a big if, but with everything we've talked about today, and with this happening, or with, with the possibility of this happening, what could that mean? Well, it, it definitely Vince, could mean that we could be seeing uh, the situations there in Israel turn around uh, as far as the, the way that they were heading. So it, it looked like they were heading toward a two-state solution. Uh, it looked like they were heading toward uh, giving up more territory, possibly under the uh, administration that they were under, where they were talking about possibly giving up those settlements and things like that. With Netanyahu in, in office, I don't see that happening. I see us sticking more toward what the Abrahamic Accords said. Now, as far as a two-state solution, Netanyahu is for that as as long as there are borders there that protect the people that decide to stay in those settlements. That goes more along what we see in Matthew 24, uh, verse 15 through 21 there, where it talks about the abomination and desolation and people having to flee from Judea. So Judea is the area where Netanyahu was okay under the Abraham, Abraham Accords uh, to allow the Palestinian people to have a state there. He was okay with that. But he wanted, like the map you talked about before, he wanted exit routes uh, where Israelis could get back to Israel proper uh, and be safe and not be in a war-torn area where they could just be overpowered and destroyed and killed right there. He wanted his people protected. He also uh, will be more hardline as far as what's going on with Iran being on their back door and the uh, silos and things that are happening there in Syria you'll see Netanyahu be stiffer and and more strong in those situations. So we'll see a stronger Israel. uh, But, man, wouldn't that be something if uh, he is the prime minister again and then we get somebody uh, elected in 2024 that's more along the lines of like Trump was, that's more about, uh, you know, our nationality and, and our sovereignty and standing shoulder to shoulder with Israel like we know the Bible says, uh, it would be, you could see that lining up better for that situation with Netanyahu in office. So again, it's not official. Right. Exit polls indicate this, and it's a really big if. Yeah. 
So don't go posting that End Time said this. I'm just <laughs> telling you what the headlines are saying and that um, according to exit polls, it looks like he might be able to pull it off. Yeah. But there's a lot of data to be processed. So, And you know, Netanyahu had a lot of enemies that came against him while he was prime minister last time that brought some allegations up, uh, you know, charges up on him about some fraud and some money uh, laundering and embezzlement and things like that. None of that ever panned out, of course, because he wouldn't be eligible to be even prime minister again, I don't think. And so uh, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. It's a weird situation because it's a similar situation to what we have here with our former president where the, the guy's not even in office anymore, but we keep seeing, you know, attack, attack, attack after this guy for whatever reason. Well, it's because um, there's a chance that he could be back in office. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but it, it would be interesting if something like that were to happen because we know how well uh, Trump and Netanyahu worked together and, and the steps that they were making toward peace in the Middle East it would be interesting to see a scenario like that happen and then to see if we moved forward with this peace agreement uh, on the terms that they were already at before. Uh, and, you know, I mean, President Trump at the time when he was in office and started the Abraham Accords, he said that there were many more uh, Arab nations that wanted to sign on. But once the regime change happened here in the United States, we haven't heard any more about that. We've seen everybody kind of be standoffish. Uh, I will say this that I saw today, and I know I don't have much time, but I'll I'll kind of close this with this, I guess, Vince. But I saw today that there was a late-breaking story that um, Saudi Arabia and some other Arab nations there uh, are under emergency uh, alert because they're afraid that Iran is getting ready to attack. And so if you remember, that was part of the agreement of the Trump accords that he did was that was one of the things he told those Middle East countries, if you come on board with this normalization of Israel, we'll help protect you from Iran. So it's interesting to see what's happening now. Will uh, Israel's sovereignty cease to exist? No, according to uh, Zechariah 14, 1 and 2, you can look those scriptures up and it says they will be in control of Jerusalem. There you go. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to go to endtime.com and endtime.com slash OPW. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.